0: e-commerce marketing podcast listener are you looking to increase traffic and sales to your website you can do this by launching your own referral program just visit getosi.com and sign up for a free trial today that's getosi.com now get ready to hear from your e-commerce marketing expert of the week as they drill down to give you details on marketing strategies that can help grow your business
1: Welcome back to the e-commerce marketing podcast, everyone. I am your host, Arlen Robinson, and today we have a very special guest, Ann Sieg. Anne and her husband owned a thriving windshield replacement business for 12 years. Then almost overnight, a new state law literally destroyed their company. They were left with nothing. So Anne took her little side hustle business and doubled down, taking her sales from 2K per month to 90K per month in just three months time. It was more than enough to bring her husband home, but she didn't stop there. Network marketing, info marketing, affiliate marketing, creating and selling her own products and did it all to the tune of 20 million plus in sales. She kept going, training thousands of people to build their own thriving online businesses, but nothing has matched the rapid success of her e-commerce students. It's not uncommon, for them to see cash flow in the first few days or weeks of starting their businesses. And others have achieved six, seven, and even eight figure incomes, many through her free training alone. Anne has since trained over 7,000 students worldwide to use e commerce as a means to achieve the ultimate business lifestyle of their dreams. Welcome to the podcast, Anne.
2: Hi, Arlen. Great to be here.
1: Yes, thank you. And I appreciate you coming on. I'm really excited to get into the topic of today because we're going to be talking about online arbitrage and the three pillars of success for e-commerce success, actually, as well as a little bit about local retail arbitrage and how all that works and how people can take advantage of these things. But before we get into all of that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you really got into what you're doing today. It, it seems like you really kind of had a a twist of fate, which probably turned out for the better with regards to the windshield replacement business that, that went under 12 years ago. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you transitioned?
2: Yeah. So that was our, our business there for a good stretch. This is up in the Twin City metro area of St. Paul, Minnesota. And it was a new law actually that came out and it was regarding advertising practices. And so that new law basically circumvented a lot of our advertising and that was across the board. So most little mom and pops went out of business. And so in the meantime, I had started, you know, what people call proverbially a side hustle. And so I was in direct sales and I did quite well, albeit this was really pre internet practically, not completely, but there wasn't social media, that's for sure. Anyways, um, I was doing really good with my sales, but I wasn't doing as well with this whole recruitment side of it. And so um, my son, who I had mentored, I homeschooled my three sons for 12 years, and he, I let him pursue many, many businesses throughout high school and whatnot. And he said, mom, you got to go online. You need to find out who your target market is. I thought, well, my company never told to do anything of that kind. So I thought I'll take his advice. And so I came online. This was um, spring of 2004 and um, got into a training company with a great mentor. And I developed some skills. In that case, it was um, consultative selling as well as starting to learn online marketing. Then my son and I partnered up and we started a business together, digital marketing, and really became a big catalyst and a new Industry and I was dubbed the godmother of that industry called attraction marketing, and so um, had several business primers that I had written and helped. We had about eighty thousand affiliates and reached about um about four hundred thousand people worldwide with our subscriber list, and so that was in internet marketing, teaching people how to take their business online. So things went really, really rapidly um, through that season of time, but. Then, too, I ran into advertising issues, and that being with um, Google AdWords. It happened with Facebook, and I had the shutdown, which um, another 10,000 direct response marketers as well, Google AdWords back in 2009, and then Facebook, dealing with that, too, mostly because they don't want uh, certain businesses marketed on their platform. So, e-commerce. My sons actually had an eBay business when they were in junior high and high school. And they, I was really, really super pro business in raising my kids because that's what my husband and I had done. So the kids followed in suit and they were doing eBay. So that was kind of our first foyer into it. Albeit it was my sons, all I did was drive them to the post office to get their products shipped off because they had to have a five-star rating. So what happened is I'm, I had a training company by a different name than what I have now and was reintroduced to e-commerce, specifically flipping products from Amazon to eBay. So arbitrage between those two platforms. What happened is I introduced this to my current students that I was teaching online marketing to, how to build sales funnels, et cetera. So I introduced this new method and they took off like it was just stunning. I mean, they were immediately making sales. And so for me as a trainer, it was really gratifying to go, okay, because to build a sales funnel is very arduous. There's a tremendous amount of skill behind it. And instead here they were leveraging these ready built sales platforms, eBay and Amazon. And so the sales just skyrocketed so it was at that moment and for the fact that the advertising platforms didn't like the previous industry i was operating in that's like you know what let's just redirect our whole ship into the e-commerce training space so that was um a pivot fall of 2013 and into 2014 and basically i haven't looked back since and so in a sense I've always been in e-commerce, if you will, by being a digital marketer, like a subset of it. But I think most people think of e-commerce really, it's physical product distribution, which I did. I had my own physical training manuals that I shipped out and all that kind of a thing. But really what was so remarkable was how quickly my students had success. That my husband even was like, well, I think I can do this, so off he went. And he's not techie at all. And he had success really, really quickly. And for me, because I've been a teacher and mentor my entire life, I was also a sports coach for 15 years. I like, it's very gratifying when people get results. That's what I'm about. So that's when we made our shift and pretty much haven't looked back since.
1: Okay, great. Well, that's awesome. That's quite a story. And it's also something that I often always tell people to encourage them when they have kind of shifts in life, because we all, you know, kind of go through transitions where you're doing something. You, you had your 12 year, like you said, you had your 12 year business and something kind of seemingly came out of nowhere with the laws there. And it really kind of forced you to, to make a pivot there. You had really no other option, but it just, uh, when you look at that turning point, things have probably turned out for the better that you've transitioned into, you know, the whole online world of selling and then marketing and now the training you're helping others. And so it really, turned out to be more of a, a positive thing, uh, although, you know, of course, at the time, you don't really see these things. and yeah. <laughs> A lot of times people get down on themselves and, you know, it's, I know it was tough, but you just always have to realize there will always be a light at the end of the tunnel. So that's awesome to, to hear that. And um, as I mentioned earlier, as far as the topic for today and, and some of the things that you alluded to with what you guys do with your training. We're going to be talking about online arbitrage. And so for our listeners that are really kind of familiar with the concept and how it all works, why don't you explain a little bit about what what that is, online arbitrage?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I want to say, too, we have taught almost the entire gamut of sourcing methods, primarily focused as an Amazon seller through the third-party seller platform, but we've also taught through Shopify. But where we've landed as far as our wheelhouse, it is online arbitrage for the fact that it's really where we see the best success. And then we help secure their foundation so that they then can more properly and effectively implement the more advanced methods for which if people jump straight to those more advanced methods, there's a higher uh, failure rate. So we feel really, really good about where we landed after these past six, seven years that this is kind of our mainstay that we teach online arbitrage. So online arbitrage, and also and talk in parallel with that with local, because we actually started with local first, as far as with Amazon, but it's so arbitrage means uh, taking advantage of price differentials in the marketplace. And so the whole common phrase, buy low, sell high, just like flipping houses, you're going to buy low. And in that case, you got to fix it up. And then you flip it for a profit. But with the products, it's, it happens much more quickly based on Following certain data points and, and knowing how to interpret those data points. But so, what we teach through online is you go through, there's a whole myriad, uh, we have a whole big list within our, our training platform of all these different online stores that you can go to. And you're looking for not only is it, obviously, the first point is will it be profitable, but the second is is it in demand? Is it a fast selling product, which is really critical in having success with online arbitrage? but the reason i like it so much is the data is like almost instantaneous because amazon dishes it all up for you and through software you can pull that in and then we have a spreadsheet that we have a a software attached to and it actually with our spreadsheet will light up based on the data points green yellow and red so the red would be like a nope not enough profit not enough return on investment, these really important criteria for your buying decision. Whereas green, if you get a green light across all three, then it's like, great, I found a winner here. Because at the end of the day, the name of the game in arbitrage, it's simply a game of putting your money in and having it come out with more profit. So it's earning its keep, so to speak. And the faster the velocity of that dollar turning around, the quicker you make money. It's a Beautiful
1: model. Gotcha. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I've heard a lot about it. A lot more people are are getting into it. And like you said, the the reason why I think it's really exploding is really what you stated that is because the data is so available, like never before. The stuff that you can get from Amazon, you know, down to the second and down to the actual penny of, of profit and the return that you can get. It's 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 all there. All of the numbers are there. So it makes the decision making process a lot easier for sure. Now, somebody is really interested in getting into this. You mentioned, of course, with the course that you provide, you guys kind of do a lot of the legwork for you with the spreadsheets and all of the tie-ins that you have with the Amazon data. But for somebody that's just fresh out of the gate, says, "Okay, this sounds interesting. This is something that I can do. How really do they know what are those products that they should select if they're just coming fresh out of there, fresh out of the gate? They have no idea which products they want to go into or get and sell, What? Uh, are there any initial tips to what direction they should go in?
2: Yeah, well, the local retail arbitrage makes it like spoil you run. and that is this. Amazon actually provides their own app, the Amazon Seller app, that you can download on your phone. And what you do with the camera on your phone is when you have that app open, and you scan a product and it's UPC code. And when it does that, it's looking for it to be found on the Amazon catalog. And this happens in literally microseconds. It's extremely fast. And so Amazon built this tool so that we can scan a product in a store. Or you could even scan a UPC code on a website for that matter. And so it's going to dish up the data. And it's going to show you, for example, the seller rank of that product. It's going to let you know how many other FBA sellers there are because you, you do need to deal with competition. They're aware of that. In fact, you can a customer can go and see how many sellers there are in a given product. So it's already readily available data. They show you the Amazon fees. And so it's this little calculation that shows up on your screen on the right-hand side. It gives these important data points. And at the bottom, there's this green number. And that green number that they're displaying is the profit or lack thereof. And so you'll know when you scan it, whether that key factor is profitability. Then you got to find out, is it a high ranking product? And there's a lot selling every day. You know, we look for 1% and below. And are there other sellers? So those are like the three main, we have a total of 12 criteria, actually, because we like to really mitigate as much risk as possible for our members so that, it's all about, as any would-be investor is, and I, I really look at this game more as a, a game of investments is, is what you're doing. You are having to put in your sweat equity. That being said, when it's online arbitrage, you can set it up to be a fully automated business. So that's a very exciting aspect of that. And that makes it more, yes, owning a business, but also one that it reinvests your money through, to me, Amazon is like an ATM machine. If you know how to use it properly, they do about I don't know if you know these stats. First quarter, an average of thirty-three million dollars per hour is wow. transacted through the Amazon Buy Box. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, I can't even wrap my head around that. Nope. <laughs> you With <know, what> that <laughs> per trans- hour, yeah, per hour, just what that translates uh-huh. in, you know, in a, just a month's time, right? you know, not even thinking about it. exactly that is amazing. And uh, yeah, I really like your breakdown of what you mentioned as far as how somebody could get started with it. I kind of thought when you were describing the process and the ability that you can use the Amazon Seller app, have that on your phone, and you could really make it a field trip. Go to mm-hmm. uh, you know go yep. to Walmart, go to Target, wherever, mm-hmm. and just go down the aisle, start scanning products, That's and right. see all right, what is the profit on these products? How many other sellers are out there? And it's just. It's all available right there in the palm of your hand. Uh-huh. And that's, that's some yeah. amazing stuff because it's all there. There's no really guessing games you have to play. You, that's right. You really know what the deal is. And so really, really awesome way to get into it. And I love that tip and that's a suggestion to use that Amazon seller app on your phone and just uh, do your scouting. Now, one of the things that I mentioned when I was reading your intro is that with your online course that you guys provide, you go through what um, you have kind of coined as the three pillars of e-commerce success. Why don't you share a little bit about that and what, what are those three pillars?
2: The first one is to generate cash flow. In this way, the cash flow further funds your business growth rather than you having to lean in and rely on your, your family funds, is to get that business into a, a steady cash flow, which sets your foundation. The next thing is to automate systems, and the systems are typically software. That the job of software is to make our lives easier. That's what it's that's what it's meant for, and faster things that would take you ten hours could be done in an hour. You know, that's the whole purpose: is software condenses that data and puts it into a meaningful data spreadsheet, if you will, to know how to better determine that. So we use a, through automation is utilizing systems and software, plus it's about utilizing teams of people to run them for you. So I'm talking specifically about virtual assistants, whom you can hire for about a sixth of American wages, and they are thousands of them trained to help Amazon sellers. And so they can do all your arbitrage sourcing for you, not so much the local, this would be all online, And um, then using the software and the systems. And so it really depends on what someone wants out of a business. So if you're looking for where you're non owner reliant, this is a great business model to go after because it can be created such that you are not needed in the daily operations of the business. The business operates with or without you. So that's automating systems. And the last one is to build assets. And assets are things that have meaning and value in the marketplace that others would pay for. So would someone pay for someone who created an arbitrage business with an entire team in place, and and that including a shipping center that does the shipping for you, because as an FBA seller, you do have to ship into the warehouse, the Amazon warehouse, where you have prep centers that we can refer people to and so it's really what is the end game anytime venturing in a business what's your end game what do you hope to accomplish do you want it to be a cash flow source and perhaps from that set a foundation and then you maybe go into more advanced methods advanced sourcing methods or it allows you to buy real estate or you know whatever your um, next step is in your game of asset acquisition but i'll just say would someone pay for a business that's automated in that way yep they would they definitely would <laughs> because what they don't want to buy is a glorified job. Smart business owners want to buy a business that does not depend on them to maintain its operation. They'll pay a lot more for that kind of business than one that, Hey, welcome to your new grind. You get to work eight to 12 hours a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, nobody wants to pay for that. That doesn't quite make sense. And it, it sounds like with this whole online arbitrage, it almost can become just a total turnkey. Once you have the systems in place, everything is running and you're not really, you don't necessarily have to be involved on the day-to-day operations of it. Of course, you have to do some overseeing of things and make certain decisions. But outside of that, yeah, it it seems like it's turnkey where you could just flip the switch. If somebody wanted to buy a fully automated online arbitrage business, they really just kind of can flip the switch and then it just has a new owner overnight. But the systems are still running. So it almost makes the business no difference who the owner is. It's just it's still going. So that's really awesome. And that's it's good to know, especially, you know, for the people out there that are looking for these side hustles. And I think, of course, today, because we're in the whole age of this coronavirus, Mm -hmm. there are so many more people now that have been forced to pivot. Because they've mm-hmm. lost jobs, or maybe yes. they had a side hustle, but you know, it was just kind of dangling there on the side. But now they're like, okay, you know, scrambling to figure out what they're going to do. This sounds like it would definitely be a great opportunity for them to get into now. That's fast, as, yeah, right. definitely. Now, as far as the whole online arbitrage, you mentioned a little bit about retail arbitrage. What really is the difference if you're doing this if you're doing the same concept following the same model but you're not doing it online how how actually does it work in the retail local um scene
2: yeah well with the local retail arbitrage you're going into stores anywhere where they're selling products and goods so my members have taken advantage of well when they're getting gas and they are in that store they start scanning i mean something as simple as that walmart walgreens really any store that sells products And I can tell you, I've been in many, many, many stores and I've been in the main Walmart right across from the home office and I'm just scanning away and they're buzzing around me, Walmart employees. And the one day they had external team in there with, they had their scanners out and it's like, yeah, it's a field day. Everyone has (laughs) scanners, me, I'm scanning to flip your products. And I actually know a programmer who was in my community and he was working for Walmart and he said, he was on the actual team of um, software developers and he said, I said, do they know what we're doing there? He said, oh yeah, trust me, they crack into people's phones. They want to know what people are doing while they're in their store. And he said, they know all about those arbitragers. So I've been totally comfortable with that and I've never been challenged on it because the fact of the matter is there's so many people who shop now and they do discount shopping and they're looking at their apps for different discount programs, et cetera. So it's become the norm but um, it's kind of like this. Uh, you need money for something? You want to pay for a vacation? You want to get a down payment for a car? Go do arbitrage. Just there's your answer. You won't lack for finding income through arbitrage. And when I first started this in 2014, my concern was saturation because digital marketing world, you can have quick fatigue of a digital marketing offer. Not so with this. And I was genuinely quite concerned about it. Well, it's seven years later and my members, they were, have been crushing it in in, um, uh, the COVID-19 quarantines because they went uh, something like 7.4 billion in new prime buyers
1: during COVID. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so. a huge amount. <laughs> I can see why, because you know you're trapped in the house. The stores are all closed. What else are you gonna do? You got to buy certain things. and know, um, you know, makes sense if you're gonna go to Amazon, you got to have Prime.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's interesting. Now, the question I have now, though, as far as the retail arbitrage, of course, um, like you said, and we had said at the beginning, it, it's uh, using the the scanning feature of mm-hmm. the Amazon Seller app and and getting the pricing down and comparing it. Everything. The difference with this, though, is when you're doing it the retail is you're scanning the prices, but you're going to be comparing it with the the prices in other local stores. Is that how it works? Is that
2: actually not so much your concern of one store versus another? I mean, it does factor in the main thing when you're scanning is you want to see, and I, I failed to describe that better. I apologize. Is you put in your cost of goods So you're at Walmart, you're buying a three ring binder and let's say it was $5.49. So you type that in, key that in, and then it will automatically You hit done and then it will display the profits. So it's looking, is that three ring binder found on Amazon? And if so, it brings up the listing. And then what your job is as an arbitrager is then you type in what that is selling for that day, right then and there in the store. You have to type it in because Amazon doesn't have the database to pick up the price at a Walmart, for example. You, the arbitrager, have to type that in and it's comparing it against Amazon. However, this idea of comparing other stores. So what we do is the average profit for our arbitrage sellers is 32%. Where else can you go? Put in a dollar and get a buck thirty you know make a profit like that and uh, not too many places and that quickly and, and reliably so what we do is we teach our members how to deepen their profits and it's through deal stacking through discounts and coupons and gift cards etc that some of our top sellers are getting like seventy percent profit because they just whittle down that cost and so the net effect is they're not spending near as much as a regular arbitrage seller because the deal is when you buy, just like in real estate. You make the deal when you buy. So you're going to make that compare and you see that there's profitability, but then you go in with your little bit of stacking efforts and add in some discounts, et cetera, and you whittled it down and your profit jumps that much more. We actually have a um, calculator. It's called the Online Arbitrage Profit Projection Calculator. And so people can play with the numbers and see based on how much they can bring down the cost, and they can do monthly projections as they choose to reinvest in their business, which the vast majority of our people do, because you see that profit and you can just parlay it right back in and get a big snowball machine going money machine. And so you can actually do projections. It's not flawless, but it gives you an idea of how quickly you can snowball that money into much bigger profits.
1: Gotcha. That makes total sense now. And I appreciate that breakdown. And so it, it sounds like in the difference with this retail is that you're, you're buying the products, not from online. You're using the, you're doing all the research in the local stores, but you're buying them actually at these local stores. And you're trying to get the best prices as possible. And like you said, you're using these discounts, these coupons, everything you can to get that purchase cost down, because that's gonna, of course, until increase your profit. But then after you after you purchase these items, you're still, of course, selling them. You know, you're still selling them online, yeah. I would imagine.
2: Through Amazon.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you're mm-hmm. still going on Amazon, you're still selling these products. But instead of sourcing your products online from Alibaba or wherever you go to source your products, you're going to your local stores. To get them and uh, trying to get the best bang for your buck so that, that makes a lot of sense well that's great and i appreciate that explanation now as, as we get ready to per- wrap things up what are some companies or, or individuals that you may have dealt with there in your business with the courses that you have that are really just kind of killing it these days with the online arbitrage that we can all learn from and there, are there some there's there certain things that they're doing to be successful?
2: Well, we were just introduced to a new software that AZ Insights, this is just, we just promoted to our members this past weekend. I'm nearly positive that's the name. Wonderful, fantastic software. There's a lot of them out there. Basically this one for our arbitrage sellers, it met all our criteria of really important data points. Furthermore, because we have our own proprietary spreadsheet Then the owner of that company then created, it's just a little button with a click of a button. And this resides, the software actually shows up in your Amazon store, Amazon platform. So you're looking at a listing and then this whole piece of software window pops open and it's got all these critical data points. So doing this online, and then he accommodated our community by having this just little feature, click of a button. And because what we've done previous to that. Is the VAs would copy paste all the data into the number of fields on our spreadsheet, and then it shows the profits, the return on investment over on the far right of our spreadsheet. So basically, this software, like I was saying, it's meant to save us a lot of time. But the click of a button, it takes the data out of that listing, that Amazon listing, and auto populates it into our proprietary spreadsheet with all these formulas, and so it it almost becomes a non thinking game. You know, you don't have to ponder and read through a bunch of stuff. You just click the button. It throws it right into the spreadsheet. You look, is it green? Is it yellow? Is it red? Oh, it's all green. Great. And obviously, you'd want to have enough intelligence to understand and know why it's showing green and all that. But basically, the bottom line being to speed up the process because that's who wins the game. It's whoever can get to the, the necessary information the fastest wins the game. And I, what was your second question that you had asked about?
1: Yeah, well, I was just asking, was there any particular other companies or individuals that are really kind of killing it these days with this whole concept? Yeah.
2: Well, one of my gals, now she did it more on her own, not even with VAs. And I thought this was remarkable for primarily local in this case, but she, but it was her 10th month in the business. So she had owned previous businesses, even a a women's clothing shop for like 18 years. So she had frame of reference of what it was like to own brick and mortar. So she comes in, she just burns rubber. And her 10th month, she did 74 grand in a single month. And she gets very high profits and very high turn rate. Hers is 50% because she buys at like 1% and under for her products. And that means they have super high velocity. And doing that single handedly, no VAs, just all by herself. And I know she, in that month, was doing a fair amount of online arbitrage as well. So a mix. But I will say for my members, what I consider crushing is that at the end of the day, Sales numbers sound great, but what people want to know is what's the take home though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, in her case, it's really, really high because she's doing the super discounting. Uh, I was just sharing some of her info today and she had like a $800 bill and she paid, it was like eight bucks.
0: Wow. And it was like
2: <laughs> 1%. She had, she shaved off 99% of the cost. It is really quite amazing how much you can shave off. And so to me, that's really, that's impressive when someone's got not just big sales volume, but their profit is far beyond what a normal Amazon arbitrage seller would be.
1: That's like you said, it's uh, just like when you're buying homes or you're investing in real estate, they always say you make your money on the purchase. And this is it seems like it's the same exact concept. And It seems like uh, that person you mentioned, she's super aggressive on the purchasing and with the discounting, she's making her profit right then as soon as she purchases that item because of those huge discounts. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, thank you, of course, for coming on the e-commerce marketing podcast, because we hadn't really talked about online arbitrage before. And uh, it's been a concept that has been around for a little while, but it's, uh, I think it's going to explode more than ever now because there's this whole shift now with, this whole coronavirus and a lot of people are going to be, you know, looking at other other side hustles and other avenues to make money. So yeah, it's going to be a different landscape in the, in the coming years. So yeah, thank you. But uh, I always like to close things out with just a little kind of uh, switching of gears here. So our audience can get to know you just a little bit better. So if you don't mind, what is one closing fun fact that you can let our audience know about yourself?
2: Well, when I was seven years old, I went out into my neighborhood, per my mother's prompting, with my hand-knitted Christmas bell. So, seven years old, went out into the neighborhood. She set up my very first store, and it was a paper box. Okay. A paper box with dollar bills and change. She taught me how to do the change. And this was in an era when parents were okay with the kids going out. And so I went out into the neighborhood and I sold every single one of my bells in one round. And uh, that was my first sales experience.
1: Wow. Okay. You've basically always been an entrepreneur from the age of seven. (laughs) And uh, you've known about, I guess you could say selling has been in your blood.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All my mom, she said she had sold gift cards door to door. So she's like, and you're going to go sell Christmas bells. Alrighty, mom. What did I know? Sure, mom.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's some good stuff and thank you for sharing that I really appreciate it. So and if you know any of our listeners out there would like to pick your brain any more about retail arbitrage online arbitrage or this e-commerce in general what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Go to
2: joinebs.com. That's our home it'll take you to our home page of the e-commerce business school. joinebs.com you'll see um, a lot of case studies and you also have the ability to access some free training. And I also have a giveaway for folks who would like that. It's the Five Steps to Amazon Retail Arbitrage. Everything that we've just been talking about today, and this is really comprehensive. You also get the Arbitrage Profit Projection Calculator. It's super fun and awesome. So we'd love to have people access that. And there'll be a contact us also on my webpage. Again, that's joinebs.com.
1: All right, awesome! Thank you for sharing that, and we appreciate that. And uh, hopefully, our listeners will take advantage of that. I know I will myself, actually. And uh, you know, I always try to get as much knowledge as possible, so I'll definitely be taking advantage of that. And thank you again for joining us today on the e-commerce marketing podcast. My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the e-commerce marketing podcast. Do you need to get more feedback and reviews from your customers and improve your customer retention? We have made it easy to do all of this with our customer feedback software. Just visit osifeedback.com and sign up for a free trial today. That's osifeedback.com. If you've enjoyed this episode of the e-commerce marketing podcast, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with everyone you know.